0: Adam I notice you've been decidedly quiet throughout this podcast so is there an interesting story about your, your trip up to join the bloke pod today that's, that's worth mentioning?
1: Well, yes, there's, there is a little something which uh, I noticed on my flight over from sunny Kalgoorlie, which is less sunny than people might have you believe, and also less warm than people would have you believe as well. It's actually colder there than it is here at the moment, if you can believe that. The flight over was, you know, lovely and smooth and only took an hour, so it's all, all good. Coming off the plane, there's a couple of flights of stairs or so to, to get from the actual plane down to the uh, the luggage carousels where you collect your, your luggage and... Noticed that there's this lovely, you know, five-meter wide staircase. And on either side are these little tiny one meter, one and a half metre wide escalators. And I reckon out of, I would say roughly 150 people, the plane is pretty, pretty much full, a little 717. So I reckon it's about ca- capacity of about 150 people. I reckon there was two of us, myself and one other person which I saw using the stairs, and every single other person I saw used these moving stairways which we seem to be absolutely fascinated by and I just don't get it I mean, I beat I actually got to the bottom of the stairs faster than pretty much everyone else on the escalators and that's not because I was moving particularly fast it's because they all stood on them the stairs are moving so, you know, they they saved their legs for the single flight of (laughs) stairs or maybe two flights of stairs alright, yeah, two flights of stairs I do have to say the thing that does annoy me the most about escalators is the people who walk up to them. So, you know, they clearly demonstrate an ability, the ability to walk, walk. Yeah. Get onto them, and then it's just like they become super weird to the spot. Mm. Yeah.
0: And, and the thing I also love about these guys is that if you ask them why they're doing that, they'll tell you how tight they are. And it's like, oh, really? So you're tight? So what have you been doing the last couple of hours? Oh, I've been sitting on my ass, Standing, yeah. on, standing on
1: elevators. <laughs> yeah. Or moving sidewalks, whichever <laughs> so, way.
0: Yeah. It's... it. It becomes so prevalent the
1: more you travel to. It's well, really, it's it amazing. Is. But, I mean, it. the next day, like, I, okay, I flew in Wednesday night. You know, I was like, what was it, like 9 o'clock at night, 9.30? I forget, it was quite late. The plane, the plane left left Kelgoo 11 minutes late and actually arrived 28 minutes late. So, we actually lost, what's that, 17 minutes in the flight somewhere. So, I won't comment on how that happened. I've I think we were flying into a headwind, so. Yeah, I've actually got to ask you a question. Mm. Did they do the safety safety thing? They they did, yes.
0: Did they tell you where your life jacket was per check? Yes,
1: they do. (laughs) That that really (laughs) amuses me because they're flying from Kalgoorlie to Perth, which, if you don't know, there is no bodies of water apart from the Indian Ocean just just to the uh, west of Perth. That's it in terms of water landings. They still have to make sure that you know how to use your life jacket and that it's under your seat or in your armrest if you're in business class. I'm not sure that the 717 actually has business class. I know the 737 does. And by the way, a business class ticket from Calgary to Perth, the flight of which takes the flying time is less than an hour, will cost you 650 odd dollars. Ooh! The flight in economy—that's an will expensive cost me uh, 350 odd dollars.
0: I was going to say 650 bucks. That's an expensive bag of peanuts. Just yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I did fly. I did take the business class once. And as much as I love the legroom, being six foot two as I am. It's not worth it for a one-hour flight, I have to say. <laughs> I see just go home and yeah. sit in the couch for an hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, on a similar note, though, has anyone else noticed that it seems to me that the only reason they have whistles included with the life jackets is because Kate Winslet used them to save herself at the end of the film Titanic? I mean, can yeah. someone anywhere in the history of aviation give me an example of that whistle actually saving someone's life? Yeah. No, i you seen many examples of the life jackets saving yeah. people's lives, really. I mean, well, I if mean, if especially... You've got, a, like, a, maybe a 10% chance of living if you crash on the water anyway, yeah. sa- except for maybe the uh, the Hudson exactly. River Exactly, I lady. was, was going to say, but, but I've been me. all blowing their, whistles, don't their don't whistles in the water. I've never yeah, seen so. a single person <laughs> with their life jacket on in that, in that instance, actually. And so. I do
0: remember most of the people <laughs> in the Hudson River incidents, they were actually standing on the winds at the time. And that was the thing. It does not matter. I brought up the life jacket life jacket thing because I remember um, I used to work with somebody who uh, who was an air hostess at one stage yeah, yeah. and she used to do that trip a lot
1: mm.
0: and I actually said to her I said I've got to ask this question because it's always baffled me. Mm. Why the hell do they bother telling you about that for that particular trip? It's not exactly like it's an issue. And she was like, she just stood there she looked at me and she's like, my God, she said, I never even (laughs) thought about it. She's like, I never even thought about it.
1: But you're right, it's pointless. Well, it took me, I mean, I've flown between Perth and Cavalry a few times now since I've been living there for two and a half years. But probably the third or fourth trip I took, I, I looked up and went, why do we even bother having these things? I mean, it's not like there's a body of water we can land on yeah. between here. Mind you, I'd rather make a crash landing in the middle of something other than water because you've got a Land, maybe for instance. Yeah, <laughs> land. Yeah. yeah. Land is good. Flat flat areas of land are good. Trees yeah. are no good. Water's no good. Yeah. Unless you get really lucky, like the guys with the Hudson River. That's like yeah. a one in a billion shot. That was amazing. Mate. Yeah. I've heard about that. Yeah. And I w- I've... A lot of people don't know this about me. I I love air crash investigations. I love that show. I don't know why, but I watch it (laughs) every chance I get. Ironic, I realise. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You think you'd make him more nervous about (laughs) flying, but... Well, actually, it does make him little nervous about flying, but... You just raised the,
0: the question that I always see, and I always laugh whenever I see it. It's like, if black boxes survive every air crash, Mm. then why the hell isn't the the whole aircraft made out of the same material?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, the thing is, it's easy to make something which is, you know, 12 inches by 10 inches by 5 inches bomb-proof. And, I mean, they don't all survive. That's the scary thing. Like, there's some... (laughs) There was a crash in France once where the black box didn't survive and it was because... That they're was only fire by- they rated by- by- for there, right? like <laughs> 90 minutes or something. Yeah. So after 90 minutes in an aircraft fire, they may not actually survive. Cool. And the problem with this French crash was the French police got in there, taped off in the area, said, no, you can't go in there and just let this plane burn. Let it burn. Yeah, for like 12 hours or something like that. So they had... No mm. black box started for that for that <laughs> yeah. crash. Yeah. Basically, it was just black about box. yeah, <laughs> yeah, just about screwed their investigation. But you know, yeah. a happy story. You know, air crash investigation has to be a happy story. And they figured it all out.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but back to my original point about escalators. Cool. Yes. The next day, Wednesday night, I got off the plane. You know, it's only two flights of stairs. You know, so you'd think a staircase would, especially when the escalators are absolutely packed and there's only one of them, and you could get you know twenty people wide on a staircase. And it's faster to take the stairs when the escalators move three kilometres an hour. And I personally can easily walk five kilometres an hour without breaking a sweat. It's also that no one on the escalator is moving. Yeah, Yeah. well, that that makes a big difference. You're able to just storm past past them. I can understand. I can understand the you know the granny with her trolley thing or. No, I you can't. Probably <laughs> should pick up the pace, David. How did she walk to the escalator? <laughs> very, very slowly. Yeah, very slowly. Probably, <laughs> probably thinks she's speeding when she's going down the escalator. Yeah. Um, but then the next day, Thursday, I, I wanted to go in the city. I wanted to go to the Apple Store, and yeah, that doesn't matter. I got off at <laughs> Perth Underground Station. Now, anyone who's been Perth Underground Station knows is a pretty massive staircase to get out of that place, and there are escalators and. I still took the stairs. I took them two at a time. I was, you know, huffing a little bit at the top. And I suppose <laughs> I'm probably reasonably fit compared to some people. Yeah. Not, not in the blog... Okay, yeah, there you go. Jack, well, I'll stick his hand up. I'll stick my hand up too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, all, all
0: right. right. Oh, no. You can say you're fitter than we are.
1: That's, <laughs> that's perfectly fine. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, it's not that big a deal. I mean, the escalator moved that slowly that... I just, I just don't like to move that slowly, you know. It's just... Well, yeah, I mean, it's I mean, taking, taking two-metre steps, you know, would be part of that, you know. We've, you would have noticed that when we went to get my MRI yesterday, Jack, that when I'm walking, I don't like to walk slowly because I was leaving you and Dad behind, and that's just normal walking pace. Man. I was trying to keep him company. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's... it's
0: yeah, I mean, it's taking, it's taking that a little bit further, the, the thing that always amazes me when I... You know, the, the times I've been in the United States is the moving walkways in airports you Yeah, you generally have to walk a long, long way in U.S. airports to get to your... Because, you know, yeah. most of the major airports have, you know, 90, 95 yeah, places where you're getting points. on them. Yeah. So, but it, the people that get on the moving walkways and just stand on them. Yeah. And it's funny, because then they're, they're always only a certain length. So yeah. there's like about three or four steps that you have to walk between getting from one to the next. Yeah. So they'll stand on these things, take three or four steps. Get you on know, the next one. Yeah. Stand on it. Oh. Take three or four steps. You either go you do realise why these things exist. They're there to help you walk. Faster. Well, you know, to get walk somewhere. full stop. Yeah. It's not to stand. Do the walking They're not body. called a they're not called a moving standway, they're yeah. called a moving walkway. Yeah. I, I do remember one time um, I was walking on there was this person standing there and I mm. accidentally equipped them with my bag and yeah. they got all shitty with me, and I'm like <laughs> Don't get shitty at me. I'm walking. You're it's what you're meant to do. Yeah.
1: It's a walkway. Yeah, well, it, it, I, I, I have to say, I don't think it would be very easy to avoid a, an American person standing still. You know, it probably takes up 75% of the width of the walkway anyway. So.
0: Yeah, well, that's also quite true. <laughs> Not that I'm the stock character I would have been 10, 15 years ago either, mind you. But the, the other thing that amazes me about travelling in America is how much stuff they take on as hand luggage. I, uh... I remember I, I tweeted at one stage the last time I was in America and I had a couple of people write back to me laughing. Um, I, I'm waiting for the day where somebody takes a coffin on his hand luggage. Yeah. <laughs> they take on the biggest
1: suitcases that you would ever see. Yeah. You wouldn't get away with it here. Yeah, well, they have a seven kilo luggage limit. For yeah, here. They, they don't usually weigh it, but I no. think they'd have a quick look. And if you're just carrying a little... If you're not struggling yeah. to
0: carry it, they no, they, they well, it's similar over there, but they never check it. And you see these. It, it the worst part is, is that they, they board you in sections in yep. America, and you get on
1: occasionally.
0: Yeah, depending on how big the but plane. But the, the sections, the sections are in blocks of six rows. So they'll have
1: oh, okay, yeah. group
0: one, which might be the first six rows, and like rows thirty to thirty-six in the yeah, plane. Yeah. What will happen is if you're like group four or group five on your plane. You get on there. You get to your seat. You know, row twenty-five. You get up there. You go to put your thing in the hand luggage, and it's full.
1: Yeah, because row. Because somebody in row. Yeah, yeah, that's exactly right. (laughs) Because
0: some guy in row thirty-two needs to put his twenty-five kilo suitcase (laughs) somewhere, so it sits in your thing. Luckily, I've always travelled hand luggage with a with a small bag that Mm. I can invariably sit underneath my feet while I'm (laughs) travelling over there. So it doesn't really cause me too many problems, but it's always interesting to watch all these other people, hang on, I've got to get something out of my hand luggage. The people sitting next to you and be like, I've got to get something out of my hand luggage. Get up, walk out of their seat, walk down six rows. (laughs) I (laughs)
1: don't a fair thing. And I'm
0: on the bank. Unlock
1: unlock their 20 kilos. Yeah, it's it's bewildering. Can I just say that? I will say they they do warn you that you're luggage in the overhead compartment and nice may have shit. moved around throughout the course <laughs> of oh, So what you're hoping is that it's actually moved back towards your seat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
0: Well that's it, but I mean it's, it's highly unlikely these instances because they're, they're taking on they're, bricks, they're, basically.
1: Yeah. It's, they're um, so packed it's unlikely that anything's going to move in there.
0: Yeah, that's exactly right. It's 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 very very interesting to, um, to
1: see. But. Can I say one other thing which really gets me about flying? these people who buy these little tiny carry-on bags with a handle and wheels the handle is bigger than the bloody bag <laughs> now seven kilos is the maximum and you're supposed to take on as ca- carry-on at least in the flights mm. i've been on and i think that's probably standard across Qantas flights at least and most it's flights pretty common. Yeah. yeah seven kilos weighs bugger all i mean I never come close to it. The most I take on as carry-on is uh, my laptop because normally the rest of what I have is clothes for the weekend or something. But seven kilos, I mean, you don't need wheels to carry that. The the thing that really gets me is most of the time you see them pull out these massive two-metre-long handles on these things and um, they're they're carrying them by these massive handles anyway. They're sort of flipping them around by these extra-long handles and not actually using the wheels. And I go... Yeah. I, and What's when, when yeah. I moved to Calgary, I knew I'd start flying a fair bit more. So I went, actually went out with the sole purpose of buying luggage mm. and uh, suitcases. And I actually weighed a couple of different types. And one of the types was the ones with the wheels. They actually weigh a little bit over a kilo, I think, on their own. Mm. Now, that counts towards your seven kilos. So I bought myself a regular carry bag, which weighed about half a kilo on it. So, and I thought, that way I get an extra half a kilo of carry-on. Yeah and it, it just it baffles oh, me that it, these people need wheels to, to carry seven kilos and of it's, luggage.
0: and I it's I always it's interesting watching them walking down the aisles of the, the plane yeah well, well, that's right they're, because they invariably no 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 clunk no 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 it just hits the chairs on the way so through so yeah so like, and it's funny like the carry-on bags that I've always used have the same things you're talking about yeah. I've only ever—I I must admit—I've I've used the handle for one thing. Yeah. That's to strap it to my other bag <laughs> when I'm
1: traveling,
0: so that I'm not having to carry my hand luggage like in my suitcase. Yeah. I, strap, I pull the handle out and strap it to my other handle. Yeah, yeah. With um, with tie ons that I have with me, yeah. so that when I'm moving around, and when you're in the states, you're moving around a lot generally. Yeah. yeah. You're moving around that way, and it works for that. But yeah. that's your only
1: time. Well, I, went, when I use it. The luggage I bought. I bought a bag and a suitcase from the same range of luggage, and it turns yeah. out this bag has actually got a little strap yeah. on the side that's Velcro down. You pull the velcro off, you stick yeah. it over the handle. The big, the big suitcase I've got has got wheels. I use yeah. those. Yeah. And you stick it over the handle for these wheels, mm. and so it just sits on top and holds itself in there, and it's brilliant that way. Yeah. And my laptop turns out actually does the same thing. Whether the the pocket on that side was designed to do that. I don't know, but it's it's perfect yeah. for u- using it like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, jeez it yes. just baffles me. I, th- I reckon you could cut down, you know, obesity by about twenty five percent if you just got rid of escalators and and got rid of these bags where you little tiny seven kilo bags that you yeah. have to use wheels with. Yeah, the more people actually do the effort.
0: Yeah, travelling is is always a very enlightening <laughs> experience. To put it bluntly. <laughs>
1: The moral of the story <laughs> is if you make life right. easier the for people. They're, they're just going to do as little as humanly possible. Yeah, yeah that's right. So, yeah. Well, I mean, fast food is a perfect example of that. You, you go in, you pay money, you get food. You know, At the time it takes you to get somewhere, you get the food and get home, you probably could have just about cooked and eaten the meal yourself, but you know, mm. it's more convenient. Yeah. But,
0: yeah S- speaking much. of which, I think we need to go to McDonald's and get some food right now.
1: Yeah, that's <laughs> <like a problem. laughs> yes, that's right. Yeah, that's right,
0: yeah. <laughs>